0: seven podcasting trends to watch for in 2019 and should you podcast during the holidays podcasts have an increasingly diverse audience and we have some listener comments and questions Well, welcome to the Spreaker Live Show. This is episode 174 for December 19th, 2018. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Rob Greenlee, and I'm the VP of Podcaster Relations at VoxNest that operates Spreaker at Spreaker.com. And this is the official podcast of the Spreaker platform. And like I said, thank you so much for downloading us or just clicking play anywhere out there on the intertubes in your favorite podcatcher Uh, which that number of podcatchers has been growing in the last few months and years. So your choices are more wide and diverse than ever before in this medium. So I'm joined again by my co-host, Alex Exum, who is the host of Live Talk and the Exum Experience Podcast on Spreaker. I think he's mainly doing live talk these days, and occasionally his XM experience is
1: experienced by his listeners. But, uh, Alex, welcome back to the show. Yeah, the XM experience has taken a back seat, I admit. But, yeah, live talk <laughs> has taken over my life. That's Tuesday through Thursday. <laughs> Taking over your life. Uh. <laughs> Tuesday through Thursday. So it's kind of a lot of work, you know, two hours a night. So it's, right. uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of work. So I rarely let's say the XM experience has turned into a monthly podcast so that that's probably about it at this point sure. it used to be weekly now it's monthly um, well, you've got live talk is weekly
0: uh, you've certainly gotten the uh, live bug and it's infected you completely so you know how's that going how, how is yeah, doing I love it. doing a live show different for you compared to what you were doing before with the XM podcast.
1: It, it's a totally different experience because I have interaction immediately with the, you know, once you start building traction, you have people show up for the chat because right. they want to interact with you during the live show and calls. I take calls, um, more chatting than calls obviously, but it's a lot of fun. And I just, there's an energy that you get from doing a live show that you just don't get from doing a podcast alone in your, your room. And you know, when you and I do something, Rob, it's different cause I have you to you know bounce off of, but a lot of podcasters do it by themselves in a closed room, you know, with the, with the shades drawn. So, you know, the, the energy sometimes isn't the same as being live and having people chat at you and and call in and it's just, it's fun. And I love it. And it just, it's, I, I, it's hard to go back to podcasting once you've gotten into the live thing. That's just yeah. my personal opinion. So,
0: so are you finding that your your on demand side, um, your post show listenership is uh, strong with uh, what you're doing as
1: well, or is most of your listeners no coming from the live part? Most of it's coming from the live, and I don't a lot of some of the shows I don't even put on demand. You know, and I was doing that; I was putting a buffer like a delay. Uh-huh. And in the long run, I was telling my listeners this the other night. It's funny you ask, Rob. I said this last night that eventually and i don't know if it's going to be 2019 but i'm going to put a paywall so if people want because i got to monetize this thing somehow rob so if people want to and spreaker allows you to do that so if you want the archives which i know there are there is a small percentage of people that do listen to the archives and if those people paid a certain amount of money for it i don't know if they will but if they did Mm -hmm. it it helps support the show it's not a lot of people but there's some um but it also forces people to be there live, which is where, you know, kind of my bang for the buck is because I'm really interested in the live numbers. I'm treating it more like radio. Right. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, you know, I don't I don't really care. Frankly, if they listen on demand or live but it seems like they more people listen live so it wouldn't hurt to put the on demand you know behind a paywall and it's just a way for people who like are super fans also who just say yeah i'll I'll pay for it because i might want to listen to something in the show here's a funny thing rob other people who chat say oh i wanted to look at i didn't post the episode or something or i delay it and they go oh i wanted to see what we were talking about in the chat like they have other conversations unto themselves doesn't matter about my show they want to remember what link someone posted or what they were talking about, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, chat, well, I'll post right? it in the chat. And yeah, I'm like, right. hey, uh. yeah. so it's valuable to them, I, you know, as a experience and as a reference to go back to. So anyway, uh, that's just yeah, I'm I mean, thinking out loud, but it,
0: it's valuable to the community because the community starts to get to know each other and they they share information and they're they're developing bonds amongst the listeners too. And they do. Those yeah. are things that are not oftentimes thought about in the podcasting area because you know, podcasting is a deferred listening type of, uh, platform usually. So those, th- those live connections don't happen quite as easily in the, uh, the podcasting distribution side of, of this medium and, and live is such an interesting dynamic, um, and in, in how it engages with audiences in a much different way. and, and just the sheer fact that you're not pursuing the on-demand part, um, you know, could be perceived as a missed opportunity for you, Alex, to some degree. Because, I mean, it's been my, my experience that the on-demand side typically gets more audience than the live side. But that's not always necessarily the case, though. I think it it just depends on the show. Well,
1: um, live talk, yeah. I don't even have going out to iTunes. I don't have it going out to TuneIn. I, I heard nothing. I, have, I placed it nowhere. And it's a fairly new show. But I have the XM experience going everywhere. I did that for uh on purpose, right, Rob, because right. <laughs> I look at live talk as like a live brand. Really, it's a live brand and I want and I mean if I if I want, the thing I want to do is maybe syndicate it out to other places like I'm doing with the fringe FM. Yeah. That would be the you know, in radio. But that would be ah, the final okay. goal. That would be so the final you, goal. Yeah.
0: I mean I mean it's a good question. I mean, um, would a radio station pick up your show off of a, a live internet stream? I you know, it's an interesting question. It, it's one
1: that I pondered for years. I know, I know of LPFMs that are playing podcasts. Right. So if they would but play are they a podcast, live, live streams, though, are they no? They're streaming? not live streams. Okay. And I know a lot of radio stations. They, I know what you're getting at. They're going to want you to have some really fancy equipment, right? And it's it's a it's a lot of money, right, to get hooked up like that. But what I'm saying is, not even that I would have to. They would have to pick up the live stream. I'm willing to go into a studio out here. I mean, I'm in LA, so I'm in the biggest. Inter, you know, I'm in the entertainment capital of the world. Um, And there's LPFMs popping up in Long Beach. I'll shut up in a minute here, Rob. But what I'm getting at is let's say someone did say, hey, this is a syndicatable show and we'd like to have it. I would go in studio and do it. You know what I mean? Properly. Yeah. But you have to get there somehow. (laughs) So I have to have a show that's kind of online. You know, they know that I have a successful show. You're getting a certain amount of numbers running on a show clock. That's what we're working on now. um, That makes you they already know you have a product. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and they don't have to convert it from a podcast to radio. Ben Shapiro. I was just talking about this last night. I know we're in the wheelchair. I'll shut up again. I keep saying this, but Ben Shapiro just took over hundreds of Michael Savage's stations and it's a podcast. I mean, that's what he's doing still. It hasn't really changed that much. Yeah. And Michael Savage is now changing to a podcast, Rob. So he's doing an hour of radio and an hour of podcast. So what the hell's going on here? I mean, it's just all—it's all weird. So, I mean, if they can do what they're doing, hell yes, Alex actually can get live talk as a syndicatable show. I'm not worried about that. I'm yeah. not worried about that in the long run.
0: No, I think it would be awesome if you could pull it off. I mean, I've oftentimes thought that that a radio station could pull up a live stream. It could be even the live stream off a of Spreaker and just yeah. route it and route it right through their their board. Okay. Well, um, here's the
1: big secret. Yeah. Right. Spreaker. And I'm saying this. I don't know if I should say this. You could bleep this out, Rob. I don't know. Spreaker is one of the only platforms that gives you a magic link. And that's all I'll say. If people know what I'm talking about, you know what it is. Uh, Rob, I know you do. But there's a magic link that right. you get when you have a Spreaker account. Right. And uh, people can. But not everybody offers this, Rob. Right. So with this link, I don't know. I, there, there's nobody that's doing actually what Spreaker is doing with that link. Anybody can really pick up that feed. That stream – and there's ways of making it sound – I mean radio – I mean if you listen to some of the stuff that the Fringe FM's doing, it sounds just like radio. If you listen right. to Lighting the Void, the show right after mine – mine doesn't sound j- as good as Joe's, Joe Roop, the uh, owner of the station. But it's pretty darn good. I sound yeah. really good just using Spreaker Studio. Rob, I'm not using anything fancy. I just have a nice mic right. and an EQ that does live. Uh, it's like a British EQ, so I can dial right. in the yeah. – and I'm, I'm using that now. But the point being – Spreaker has that magic link so you can do cool things like that like possibly syndicate your show you know what i mean and yeah. and have it like you said like a radio station just picking it up they're picking they're doing podcasts some of these lpfms are
0: playing flipping podcasts well they should be doing that cuz that's going to expand their reach of their content you know it's it's really simple i mean a lot of those lpm L- lpfms don't really have that much of a broadcast radius that they're right. trying to reach. So this is a way for them to extend that content beyond their their limited broadcast
1: window that they have. And so, but they're hungry for live content, right? Because they can get all the podcasts they need pretty much on demand. Yeah. They're they're kind of looking for stuff that's live and, and and timely. So anyway, we're I know yeah. we're we got a lot to cover and we're like way down the rabbit trail here. Yeah, right. Well, I just want but to. But thank you for letting me talk about yeah, that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, no,
0: I think it's. Oh, I think it's an important topic, and and having you as a co host of the show is is you know allows us to kind of get in the the weeds of this because you're actually doing this stuff on Spreaker. So, and I know that that's what this show is too. But but you're doing something that
1: is uh, that Spreaker is uniquely qualified to support right and it was designed to do in the beginning i mean that was when it first started i was there from the very beginning like you obviously but they were pushing the live independent voices your you know your independent voice live like they were really pushing that and that's what drew me to it rob you know then i went into on demand and then strangely went from that to live years Mm -hmm. later (laughs) it's a weird transition but
0: yeah well that's certainly true but I wanted to run through a couple things really quick, and then we'll jump into the main topics that you know that we led off with. Um, but uh, we stream the show live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, from SpreakerLiveShow.com. So if you're listening to this uh, on some other podcatcher, you can certainly go to that domain name and get direct access to the to the archives and listen to the the show. And we also have our own. Um, ios and android apps in the app stores for android and ios called the Spreaker live show app so you can get access to our our own app there and obviously we're in google podcasts on android so you can just do a search if you're an android user right in your phone um for the Spreaker live show and it will find the google podcast app and you can actually get right to the show right in google search in your chrome browser on your phone so and then install that Google Podcast app, and you know you can get access to, you know, all the podcasts, not just this show. But uh, you can also send us a audio promo for your show. So if you're a podcaster on Spreaker, you're certainly welcome to send us an MP3 file. Uh, just give me a brief description of the show um, in an email, and we will play it on the show. Send it to Rob at Spreaker.com. And wanted to mention really quick too, that Spreaker does have a blog. And we post topics, uh, tips on how to podcast, and uh, the blog is at blog.spreaker.com. And the, the last couple of articles up there is one uh, is about Spreaker Studio app, now speaks, well, um, figuratively speaks Brazilian Portuguese. Uh, so we are m- moving into more language support in the Spreaker Studio app. And then the other article that's in there, too, is Growing Your Podcast Listeners. Um, Try these top eight tips. So if you want to go check out those articles, uh, that would be fantastic. But, Alex, let's go ahead and jump into the main topic for the show, and that's running through really quick the seven podcasting trends to watch for in 2019. So as we're kind of rolling out of 2018, we're rolling into a new year, and there are some things that are kind of bubbling in the, in the space that we wanted to cover as quickly as we can here on the show. I know we have limited time, but uh, we will try and cover them as fast as we can. And uh, leading off, um, I think in 2018, we saw a lot of growth on the content side of the, of the medium. But unfortunately, I also believe that uh, the content side growth and development has kind of outpaced the listening side, and this is going to be a, a growing issue as we move into two thousand and nineteen uh, and i I wonder whether all this content can realistically find an audience that will align with you know trying to drive the the projected advertising revenue that 's being projected for two thousand and nineteen and beyond and that 's not just to say that you know the most important thing is content that 's driving advertising revenue I think uh, content. Uh, in the podcasting space needs to drive audience for all the shows that are spending time, um, creating content. Now, granted, um, not all shows will rise to the top. It's the, you know, it's the cream rises to the top usually in all forms of media. Um, but I am a little concerned that we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Alex, what's your thought on, on that, that topic around the content getting a little bit ahead of uh, the listening side and the medium?
1: I was running, I not r- was, I am running a poll currently on Twitter. You know, I run these polls ever right. so often on Twitter, and it's currently: uh, Are there just too many podcasts today? Just a simple question. Forty-four percent right. said yes, enough already. Fifty-six percent said no, I want more. Uh-huh. And that this isn't one of my high. This doesn't have thirty or fifty votes. This has nine, so it's kind of sl- slim right. compared yeah. to my other polls at this point. But it's still got. Uh, some time to go here but what I'm getting at is I was just debating this the reason I ran the poll I was part of this article I was writing Rob for the um podcast business journal which I know you write for as well I was writing about what chance do podcasters who are like getting in the space even have of of being one of the top 20 podcasts in the last two months I think is the time frame I use and I just went down the list and they're all the big ones they're all produced we talk about this all the time like you know Huff, not Huffington Post. What was it? Uh, L.A. Times, The Australian, right. uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Conan O'Brien, Doctor Phil. I mean, these are you know, I mean, these are all huge names, right, right? That were at number one. We're talking number one, not top ten, number one at any given week. So I was looking at the chart and ta- you know, and we talked about it in the article. I talked about it even on last night's show on Live Talk. They're pumping all of this money, and they have media connections, and they already have a huge following into it. So if you're a new podcast kind of coming out today, I hate to say it, but you're not on a level playing field. Even when I started, uh, Rob, in 2012, when I first Mm -hmm. really started, it was a little easier, right? But in 2018, there's so many huge companies throwing money at this. It's just – it's kind of hard. So I I think there's – I don't know if we've reached the point where it's like it's going to turn into like almost YouTube where the independent – Channels are kind of going away and they're being dominated like by the ABCs, the CBSs and the Foxes and like mainstream vice news and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I hope not. Um, but the little guy now, it seems like is kind of like in this sea of podcasts. Right. And they don't know how to get discovered. And they don't. They're Most of them aren't willing to pay for advertising. Uh, you know, they don't know they don't know how to run a marketing campaign. They don't know, you know, how to put out a one sheet or a presser. You know, all that stuff. You know what I mean, Rob? You've been at radio stations. They have all that entire infrastructure backing them up. So it's we're in a weird place going into 2019. You're seeing a lot of these little guys go away, and these bigger guys just take it over.
0: Right. Yeah, and and I think that we're seeing kind of, uh, you know, I hate to say this, but a kind of a professionalization of the medium that's going on right now to some degree. Yeah, and that's that's, a good that's that's creating pretty significant competition for independent producers, but I also believe that it's creating uh pressures on other sides uh, of the industry too that I wanted to talk about as well and and I I'm I'm feeling it more and more as well as so you know if you think about us, you know, Spreaker being a podcast hosting platform and I think this applies to uh, you know most of the other listening platforms um or distribution platforms like uh you know Lipson and blueberry and these ones that are getting paid to host podcasts and, and enabling them with tools to do the trade that people love to do, and that's to you know share their thoughts, which is basically what a podcast is uh, for for many in the medium is how do we grow um audiences, how do we enable and how do we support and how do we, uh, help, uh, podcasters find audience, right? I think that there's a lot of pressure on companies that are in the medium that have built business models around supporting podcasts to, um, help in this area. And, and it's going to be a real challenge, uh, as we move forward, um, for these platforms to do that across thousands of shows, now, granted, I think the, the other thing that we need to all realize too is that we are constantly hearing that there's over 600,000 podcasts that are out there that are in the Apple Podcasts iTunes catalog. But the reality is is um, just a small um, number of those shows are actually active, right? So of the 619,000, maybe 200,000 of them are active shows, like maybe you have posted a new episode in the last month. So the competition landscape is not as big in reality uh, as far as around active shows. Now, granted, um, archive shows drive a lot of audience too. So ones that have been produced in the past and still have valuable content, they also aggregate audience as well. But if you're talking about direct active competitors, the playing field is not as big as I think a lot of people like to say, but there is a focus on large shows, like you were talking about, Alex, that, that people tend to, you know, promote and cross and, and, and promote in the media that are the same ones all the time. And I know lots of podcasters complain about that. So how do we kind of take that and try and fix that? Alex, is there any thoughts that you have about that problem? I'm, I'm sure you would agree that that platforms need to support all podcasters, not just the biggest ones.
1: Yeah, but as an industry I don't know what they can do. I think as a individual podcaster there's some stuff that you can do, but you have to use kind of the big boy tactics and, and you have to pay to play. Now look, I know you mentioned how many podcasts are out there. We always talk about there's, you know, 500, 600,000 podcasts, which how many are active, how many aren't. Right. I don't know if it even really matters. There's enough, right? There's there's a sea of podcasts. There is enough. Out there. I, I, mean, I, I, there, I mean, there's if ton there's 200, get, that's a lot, right? Right. There's a, there's enough to get lost in, right? Yeah. And 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 when it comes to where people are spending their time, we all know it. I talk about the numbers all the time. People are spending all their time on a handful of websites, Google, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram and the like and, and Wikipedia and a few others. But that's it. And it works usually in a loop. Some You search on Google and then you, you – it, it, it's the information that comes up, right? You might look at an article. You might look at an article from one of the main, mainstream media but what do you do? You post it on Facebook or you go and post it on Twitter and then you get stuck in that sphere and then you go on YouTube and search it and, and you Google stuff. If you don't search it on Google, you search it on YouTube. So there's like very few places that people even spend their time anymore on the online. Right, it's not right. like the wild, wild west days where people were all over the place. And then you have a handful of other sites you go to for certain things. You shop on Amazon. You go to Drudge for your news. I get it, right? But there's like – so maybe what? 20 sites? You know, you say, oh, the internet, I'm all over the place. No, you're really not. You're kind of on like 20. So if you're not being heavily promoted and spending probably advertising dollars, which I keep getting back to on some of these sites, you're probably not going to get found, Rob. You have to advertise on Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and Google AdSense and all the – and trust me, all of the number one podcasts are. They didn't just turn on a microphone and have a dream and just everything just happened overnight and people were throwing money at them. You know, so they have entire infrastructure pushing their show. People, teams of five or ten people, for let alone the star, right? A star who's already got name brand recognition, and they've got people working five days a week to promote and produce this flipping thing. What chance do you have? Yeah, well, I mean, it is a challenge. But here's the good news. Yeah, but yeah, and I'm sorry because I know I sound bleak, but here's the good news: you can. Spend money on Facebook advertising like they do, right? That's where the, the playing sure. field has been leveled. You can run a Twitter campaign. You can run an Inst- – Instagram campaigns are very successful by the way right now. You could run an AdSense campaign and like – fl- you could start with $5 on Facebook. I don't know if it's 10 now. I thought it was 5 but someone yep. said no, it's 10 I think it's still f- – you could start as little as 5 bucks. So – if you're not going to spend money on yourself and promote yourself as a podcaster, you're not going to be the next Joe Rogan. You're not going to be the next Adam Carolla. You are not a star yet. You might be, yeah. but you, you don't have name brand recognition. So how are you going to get it in front of people, Rob? This is what you're asking. This is a long way around it. You got to invest in yourself. You got to spend money. You might have to have someone create a one sheet for you and write ad mm-hmm. copy. If you don't know how to do it, you might have to get someone to design a professional logo and not do it by yourself. Cause you took a, a Photoshop class 20 years ago or you, you know what I mean? Like right. the, the, people won't spend that kind of money on their show and they go, well, why won't anyone advertise with me and throw money at me? You haven't right. spent a dime on it. Right. You haven't spent one dime. On, you haven't, so well, it's, if like, I it's like
0: starting to, any, any
1: other business, any
0: business, right? I mean, you have to invest in what you're doing to To achieve success, I mean, it, it just goes along with it, and and the truth of the matter is, is that I I I do believe that balance will be will be gained um, as as time goes on, right? Um, this medium is growing at two to four percent a year, and we will continue to march forward, and and this this industry has a history of kind of balancing stuff out, right? The the growth of content with audience and. And there is a little bit of history here with this, but as you think about two thousand nineteen going forward, you know, as an industry and then also as an individual show, which there it's hard to separate those two things if you think about where things are going in the future, is that the the industry and your show needs to focus on converting more Android smartphone users to being podcast listeners and then converting radio listeners to becoming podcast listeners in you know I think those are the two things that we as an industry need to focus on doing in 2019 to, to grow the overall listening audience to your show, as well as the overall industry. And I think some of those things are starting to happen. I mean, I mean, you look at iHeartRadio's support for podcasting and that's part of that radio piece, right? Um, Now Android is kind of like, that's kind of Google's deal, right? But Spotify is pretty strong on Android as well. So, I think we're we're in this kind of this transition period of platforms really starting to get traction over on Android and and we are seeing some significant movement in uh, growth of uh, podcast listening over on Android. So, so, you know, I think things are are looking up for the medium. Um, but I do think also in 2019, we're going to be, you know, seeing more of these music platforms getting involved in podcasting. We've seen Spotify and, and, uh, Pandora's walking into this medium too. Pandora is going to be a terrific help. Um, they have about 76 million, uh, users, um, just in the U S, um, that are listening to music and some of those people can be converted over to listening to podcasts, I believe. So, you know, I, I do think that things are going to get better but I do think that the industry needs to come together and really start to think about how we're going to do this. And I know we, we are trying, everybody is trying, everybody's trying to convince Google that they they need to get their act together. Um, definitely. So, and I know we don't want to talk too much about Google. We'll be buried in the weeds on this one. Um, but podcast listening is also in 2019 will increasingly be built around a very diverse audience. Uh, lots of women, minorities, um, all age groups, uh, it's not just going to be, you know, white males um, that are producing content and listening to content. We have to uh, be a diverse medium, and I believe it's happening. I, I think this 2018 marked the year when the demographics for podcast audiences actually mirrored pretty closely to the demographics of the United States overall. Now, that that's not without, uh, I mean, we should talk about global audiences, too, but Uh, I I believe if you talk about male, female and ethnic orientation to content in this medium, content being produced for those those audiences, I think it's been growing and, and doing quite well. Alex, what's your thought on those topics as well?
1: Yeah, you know, and I hate to. I hope I didn't sound, you know, because you're always positive, Rob. I hope I didn't sound like overly negative. Like you don't stand a chance. Well, you're being realistic. I mean, I mean, you're being realistic. I mean, this is a competitive medium now. It's very competitive now. That I think that's the the problem, right? It's like not. It's not a problem, but it's super competitive, right? And yeah, I, I don't even know if it's something that you know the industry can. Like hell, like I don't know if like Spreaker, like the tools with Spreaker, right, or a, a podcasting company. I don't know how much more they can do than you know, make give you the tools to put it out there. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, like I'm not yeah. trying to knock like even the little guy trying to get in the game, and they're like, oh God, what do I do? Alex sounds like if I don't spend you know hundred thousand dollars a year on a media campaign, no, it's not, that's not it at all. What I'm saying, some gems are still being found every day. Rob, you hear about yeah, them. Right. I hear about them. Right. You know, there's some independent people that rise to the top, and some of these people who are uh, turning it in. And again, I hate to keep going back to him, but Ben Shapiro was a podcast. It's now on radio, like which a lot of people would like to do. Um, but like, I don't know, the industry is a whole. What was the original question again? I'm sorry. The the industry, I don't think, um, can do as much as like everyone wants Android. That's another thing. Everyone wants Android to be or Google. To be the um, saving grace, which I think a lot of people thought were oh, now everyone's going to have it on there. I haven't heard anybody t- talking about Google Podcasts. No, you know, I, I don't know any. Yeah, yeah I agree
0: sorry. with you. I mean, it's definitely uh, a, a a weakness, and I, I was going to talk about it a l- little bit later in my my trends list, but um, but yeah, the, there's some problems over there. It's not it's not growing as much, and and but I do think that Spotify is very strong on Android. And we may see, and I, I believe we are seeing a surge in usage of
1: Spotify podcasts. And on I the love the Android Spotify platform. right for podcasts, the layout right. and everything. But I, but I do know this with Pandora, and I haven't been on there since when I first saw what they were doing with um, Pandora. You know that you get this notification; mm-hmm. they're pushing all the top stuff again. You know what I mean? So it's like. I mean it's just all the mainstream – I don't even know if they have independent podcasters. I think they went to all the big guys and said we're going to just use like – I don't know, 100 million – not even 100 million, Rob, but 100,000 downloads minimum, right? Like these are all huge podcasts that they're pushing right now. You're not going to find my show on there. You won't find Spreaker. Maybe you would because it's the Spreaker show. But I mean, I don't even know if you'd find stuff like. Hmm. Right. I mean, this is like NPR shows and like, you know, these kind of higher serial and Dirty John and all of these other ones. Um, So that's cool that Pandora is getting into it. But is it going to help me? Am I going to even get on there eventually? Maybe at least Spotify did. Right. I, Spotify. I believe
0: I mean, so. In 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 2019, this is this is my understanding that it's it's going to get opened up a little bit more, but it is going to be more challenging. I I believe to get into Pandora than than it was to get into Spotify. I mean, clearly you know. there's going to be a higher bar that I, I believe that company is going to be looking for in
1: mm-hmm. the. Well, so yeah, but that's yeah, part of the, the problem. Company. So. Well, what's the bar though? Do they actually, is it, I, I highly doubt it's, uh, hand curated. Like somebody actually goes and listens to your show. And when you submit it, I'm sure they look at like your numbers and how big you
0: are. <laughs> well, I mean, but, but Pandora doesn't really have access to that until they've, they've taken your show on. So it's, it's, they can't necessarily see your numbers, but they can, I believe they're just could really ask. Be, be a little more picky than, than I think, yeah. you know, and what that criteria looks like. I, I don't actually know at this point. Um, so, but I do think, you know, it, it, as you were talking earlier about, about Spreaker being able to support, uh, the podcasters, uh, w- we have already, um, built a, a content team, you know inside of Spreaker to support shows that are on Spreaker. So we are taking a proactive step in this way to, to gather, um, uh, kind of lists of shows that are that are really good content that have potential uh, that uh are are doing well already, but ones that certainly with a little push could do better um, to to drive some attention to them as much as we can because we do have relationships with Spotify and Apple and Google and these these platforms. Uh, and oftentimes these platforms are looking for show recommendations for promotion and for features, things like that. So we can certainly help in those areas with, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to do that equally across, you know, 30 or 40,000 shows, but what we can start doing is kind of having a process to, to work with more, as many shows as we can, to drive as much attention to them. I mean, Spreaker does have feature areas on our platform as well, in our apps and on our website that we can promote. Um, I think that there's been some criticism that we felt that we're promoting uh, too many of the the shows that are, you know, like from NPR and the big media companies, and not focusing on shows that are produced and done on Spreaker, right? And finding those gems and promoting those and getting the, the word out about those shows more than, let's say, a show from NPR, which happens to be in our catalog and our listening platform. Um, so it's about rejuggling our priorities and how we're looking at um, the the shows that are wanting to stay with us and work with our monetization program and, and things like that and supporting the shows that are with us more is what we're focused on now more than ever. So I think some of those things you're going to see develop here in 2019 more and more. So I think it's good news for those that are hosting on Spreaker. Um, so it, at least that's what we're pushing anyway. But uh, but anyway, let's, let's talk about, you know, my next kind of trend prediction is international growth of downloads will continue in 2019. And I, I, I do have a list of the top 10 fastest growing countries, um, based on VoxNest data. And this is Spreaker VoxNest data. And that would also include like block talk radio and those platforms from 2018. And the, the top growing, um, country right now is Brazil. And the next fastest growing company or country is New Zealand, Ireland, Netherlands, Japan, Hong Kong, Australia, Turkey, Mexico, the United Kingdom, and Great Britain, and that includes uh, uh, North Ireland, Ireland, are the fastest growing countries in the world, on our platform anyway, what we're seeing, um, consuming uh, podcasts. So, you know, as as we think about this medium, we have to start thinking globally. This is an international medium. And I know that the U.S. podcasters have been very, very focused on U.S. activity, right? U.S. focus. And, and we did get a comment that I'm going to talk about a little bit later from a listener that was critical of U.S. podcasters focusing too much on U.S., U.S., U.S. stuff. So, Alex, any thoughts on that? I mean, what you're seeing in your numbers, are you seeing other countries around the world growing pretty well in your
1: stats? You know, I, I do see people from other countries. I always wonder how they found me. Right. You know, when I see someone like in Australia or the UK who find me, I'm like, oh, how did they like, how did they find me? Like, I guess, you know, they just, whatever, they were stumbling around one day on the internet. Um, <laughs> so I'm always curious, right? Like, well, how the heck did they find me? Well, a lot um, of these, these
0: podcast platforms are in countries around the world. So, sure. Yeah, yeah. No. I know. And mean, right. I mean, it
1: makes sense. And like, you know, Spreaker is an international company. And, you know, right. I, anyway. Yeah, all of these things. Pandora, I mean not Pandora, uh, Spotify, Mm -hmm. iHeartRadio, which I'm on. You know, all those things for the XM experience. You know, I'm always wondering how they do for live talk. It's more U.S. based, but there are some listeners, you know, in other places. Um, But I keep hearing about in some of the podcasting news and you know the blogs that you and I are newsletters were signed up to. You know, Brazil, not only Brazil, but just all. Of Latin America is just like booming and bustling. I even saw this article. They were talking about, right. um, I think it was in Radio Magazine. They were talking about, um, this whole like you know consortium of um Israeli podcasters. And so like it's like catching on in all over the world. I think America is still probably the biggest, right, Rob? Oh, it I mean, is. Yeah, it is. Like, but yeah. everyone else is saying, hey, like this is like an alternative to it's a hybrid of even being you know in between radio and you can be more controversial and some of these activists can like you know speak their mind when they can't they'd never normally get a you know especially on some state sponsored television or something like that right. so it makes sense you know around the world for some of these countries to want to get into podcasting it's independent you can do it on the re- relatively cheap you can do it with an app on your phone and upload it into the cloud at this point. So it's cool. I think it's cool that the whole world is figuring out, Hey, bigger audience for me. I wish the whole world knew about podcasting because then they'd, uh, yeah. you know, we'd all have a bigger audience and, um, you'd probably hear a lot more, you know, cooler podcasts because uh, you know, people in, in other countries have different struggles and different hopes and you know what I mean? So it'd be, right. I think it'd be really just like a little window into, you know, I can't maybe go to, uh, Istanbul, but I can hear a podcast about what life's there like there <laughs> right i
0: mean we're i mean we're we're pretty lucky here in the u s in in if we start to think more about global audiences when we do our shows, uh, I think it will help us a lot um, so we're lucky because a lot of countries around the world listen to a lot of content that comes out of the United States I mean even countries that are not necessarily native english speaking countries um, they listen to a lot of um, English content because English is a second language in most of these countries around the world. And so they're okay with listening. Uh, They're not really great at wanting to produce English language content going the other way. Um, So they tend to produce uh, content in their primary language, which typically just gets heard either in that country uh, or other countries around the world that are speaking in fairly compatible, uh, you know, a language like Spanish is is huge around the world, but Spanish also varies a lot too. There's a lot of different dialects of Spanish too, so not every Spanish person can listen and understand what's being said in every Spanish podcast. So that's that's one of the the complexities around uh, language that impacts podcasting is is that English is by far the biggest language um, of podcasting. I mean, as far as people listening, because, uh, it's, it's the common ground. Um, even though it may not be primary language in places like Hong Kong or Japan or, or, uh, or even Mexico. Um, but it's a second language. So people listen, right? So we're really lucky in that, that, that way. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Alex.
1: I was just thinking. Well, in that sense, I'd never thought about it that way, Rob. We have an advantage, right? Yes. Because if you're if it's you're speaking in Chinese or Brazilian Portuguese or whatever, it's going to be a limited audience worldwide. Yeah. So you're right. I, I think we we do have an advantage. And also, one thing I always forget: we have things like stable internet. Connections. We have things like no censorship, <laughs> right. stable electricity, yeah, you know, true. so I mean, true. we can do this relatively easy in some countries. It's not that easy.
0: Well, I mean, even a simple thing like, uh, like flagging your podcast as an explicit program. Um, I, mean, oh, I, I was yeah. amazed. I was amazed at how long that list of countries is that you get blocked from distributing your show if you change the st- the uh, setting on your podcast to explicit, you know, it's like... ah. You lose like a third of the world
1: gone. <laughs> a third. When I got blocked from YouTube and they sent me these notifications, you had been banned from the following countries, Rob. I hadn't heard of some of these countries. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not an idiot. Like I, I went to school. Well, I was yeah. like, what are these? Cl- I've never even heard of these countries. And so, yeah. Right. I, you see, and that's another thing, Rob. I, and that's another reason I'm glad you mentioned that. For you know, budding pod. We got to remember we have budding podcasters. I talk like a grizzled old podcaster. <laughs> like wow. you know, everybody's been doing this for fifteen. Years, right? But we get new people who are new all the time, and we gotta like give them tips like that. Like, yeah, don't if if you can help it, don't curse, right? Right. Help it because you're gonna you're gonna shut yourself down from a huge audience, like you said. And I've had listeners say the reason I specifically this comment, I listen to your show because you don't drop F-bombs, you figure out a way. To work around, cur- like we we don't ever curse on this show. No. The, the worst I think I'll say is flipping or dang or darn or damn or whatever, right? But we don't right. curse. No, and and I think when people do, they think, well, it's a podcast, and I'll give them what they want. That's what people most people don't want that. Like it, it turns yeah. them off, I think. And and, and you're going to well, shut yourself do. off. Some do. I mean, I mean, fair yeah, about. Some guess, people, you're right.
0: you know, some in, people like it. You know,
1: some people enjoy right. the uh, the
0: antisocial. Uh, approach to podcasting so
1: but those people (laughs) will right you're right you're right and there are some that thrive like that but the people the audience that listens to those potty mouth podcasters Right. Won't not listen to you because you have a clean show if it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you're going to say, well, he doesn't curse enough for me, so I'm not listening to him. Right, 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 yeah. And there's you know, it's this high bar of how many F
0: bombs does this show have <laughs> versus another show, right? I'm going to listen to the one that has the most. So right. does to? that mean that I should make a ranking chart um, off of Spreaker that says the top 10 most cursed Filthy. In shows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Filthy podcast. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure you know him, Rob. I'm sure you've gotten complaints from people who listen heard. to those shows. Are you kidding, Alex? You know what I mean. But you guys get the complaints. Get banned. This guy from right, Spreeper. Like, right, listen right. to what they're right. saying. That type yeah. of
0: stuff. Yeah, it's it's usually not not going to get you banned if you have you know swear words in your podcast. So yeah, it's going to cut down the amount of people that are willing to listen to your show. But yeah, right. right. But anyway, well, uh, and then the other big. Trend two uh, is around the Android operating system. You know, it's it, it's really astonishing, um, Alex. When you think about the overall market share of Android uh, globally, it's about seventy, little over seventy-two percent of all smartphones in the world are Android.
1: So it's because they made their operating system. Oh, well, it was free you now free so it's not an ios right so now every little cheap phone can, you know and every samsung everything right. from a samsung to a so yeah that that makes sense um yeah i don't know man i think you know where it all started with the iphone and the iphones are they're kind of struggling man i don't know I, like i don't see a real reason why anymore people need an iphone compared to a samsung android and there's so well, much going on for well, androids so expensive uh iOS is
0: so expensive, and, and if you look at the the, the global numbers for, for iOS, it's only 24.4% of the global market is iOS. And
1: that's going to get worse because the, – the, the, what was the, the last one? The, I don't have an iPhone. I have an Android, obviously, like but the, the i10, it, the, the iPhone yeah. 10?
0: Yeah, or, some, or something like that. And it actually, like it's like it was bucks. a
1: thousand bucks, man. <laughs> right, it's like right. I could go get a laptop for that. Forget right. about it. So well, anyway, it is
0: basically a laptop, really.
1: <laughs> well, so is my Samsung Galaxy. That's right. And no, that's If true. you get one that's like a year or, or you know, mine's not the, the the freshest one, the newest one, but you can even order like you know one, you know, a year older. That's like the eight or the you know whatever, and, or the nine. They're up to the nine now, but. You know and you can get it for like 400 bucks or something, you compared to a thousand, so it's like yeah. it's crazy, it's crazy.
0: So, I mean, I mean, and really, the reason we're talking about this is that you, you just have to realize that uh, so what 60 plus percent of all podcast listening is happening on just 24.4 percent of all of the handsets that are out there. It just points out what the huge growth opportunity is over on android and and i hate to say that but that's that's the reality of the situation if you look at the the listenership numbers it's like five to one for every five podcasts that are listened to on ios only one is heard over on android because so,
1: they from the very beginning ios made it super easy right like that's where it started the podcasting well, it was built game in.
0: yeah it was, it was built baked into in the iPhone and, and everybody knew it was there, and Apple did a good job of kind of making sure everybody knew about it. And podcasters adopted iOS early on, and they talk about iOS. I mean, most podcasters, most, if you look at the percentages, are iOS users. So guess what they focus on? iOS. Right. So, and one of the problem is, uh, and this is going to roll into the next one, when Google Podcasts launched, There was certainly a lot of excitement around its potential. Horrible. Terrible. And the growth that could happen exponentially. But the problem is they focused on Android, and that's not where most podcasters are. Most podcasters are not on Android. So guess what? They don't talk about Android on their podcasts. They talk about iOS, because that's what they know. That's what they see. That's what they can see. If they don't have an Android device, how could they ever see where their podcast is in Google Podcasts? Unless Google Podcasts supported iOS. And this was, this goes back a long ways with me, too. I, I used to run the Zoom podcasting platform for Microsoft. And we had the same type of dilemma, right? I couldn't convince the company to support iOS, Um, because that's where all the podcasters were. Nobody cared about Microsoft stuff in the podcast community because everybody was on iOS. So it's, it gets back to that same kind of thing and the app installation process, you know, Google tried to get cute with it and have it based on search. And that's where you find your, your app for your podcast and people just don't get that right. It's in, and Google didn't do any promotion of it. So, um, you know that's why what happened is happening, and until Google realizes that they they are not focused on podcasters and their strategy, um, it's not going to turn around. Is my my opinion? I mean, we're trying to give them as much feedback as we can. And I know, Alex, you don't like talking about Google, so you don't have to. Yeah, so. Give them this
1: feedback. They suck. Like, <laughs> how many times are they going to relaunch this thing? So are they going to go for a third try or a fourth try or if it? Like, it's like this. The, oh, we're trying to get everybody excited about the new Google Podcast, like they did the last right. time, right? right? And nothing happens. Right. It's lackluster at best. You know, one thing that I would recommend to any podcaster that's out there right now, because it's like you said, it's a cutthroat, competitive world, right? You have to launch you know, if you want to go and like do a few episodes, test episodes, get them under your belt, to get three or four episodes, then launch. That's a good idea. But like, if you're going to do a podcast nowadays, you have to launch, you can't just quietly upload it into this hellscape we call the internet and hope people find it. Like you have to do like a little pre-launch party or whatever you're going to do. Like you got to do a little online event and, you know, get people to sign up for your newsletter and whatever, whatever you got to do to get people there. But like, I don't know. It's like it's like they didn't even do that. And this is Google. Like it's just they kind of just said, well, we're doing we're, – we're back in the podcasting game. It's like, oh, cool. Everyone kind of waited for this big thing to happen. It's just another dud. Just well, fizzled out again. It's I'm like glad a- I'm not on there. Well, what's the point of being on there so I can go <laughs> check and see what the hell numbers I'm doing and doing nothing at all? What's the point of being on there? OK. Think- Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> What, we, what are our numbers? What, hold on. I, I know, what are the I Spreaker know, Live know. numbers on Google? I'd like to know. Do you have those numbers? What are the numbers I, they're pretty, pretty low. It's yeah, like, well, that's what I thought. Maybe
0: like like 1% of our audience or something like that. Like everybody that. else. Yeah, yeah right, it's a right.
1: blip. Yeah. It's just like so, beep, beep, beep. Right. <laughs> it's already dead. Right. dead. Well, Very. all right,
0: all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, moving on, which we must do because we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, in in 2019, we're going to see the industry-wide rollout of the IEB podcast audience metric standards. Uh, companies are getting certified with that, and VoxNest and Spreaker are actively going through that certification process as we speak. Actually, the team was on calls with the uh, IAB certification uh, program earlier today so you know it's actively happening but the IAB just announced and many of you heard this already that uh, two companies have already been certified uh, and, a, and that's blueberry and, uh, and National Public Radio are officially have the the little IAB certification standards uh, compliance logo on their metrics platform, which, um, we actually mostly support it all, but we're just getting it verified, um, that, um, that um, we actually fully are doing it right. So that's happening right now. And so you, you will see that happen over the next few months, um, that we will be part of that announcement. And hopefully, um, once the whole industry moves down this path, uh, and everybody gets certified, and we can start growing some real um, CPMS. Um, hopefully, the CPMS will go up. And that's, if you don't know what a CPM is, it's the it's the revenue that's generated by a podcast that's running advertising uh, based on its audience size. And hopefully, the ROI will go up as well. That's the return on investment for for advertisers. So, if you're into advertising, uh, this could be a big uh, turning point um, with revenue to your podcast so that's what the whole industry is counting on here um, but that kind of wraps up the, the the top seven trends to look out for in 2019 um, look for more of this uh, from Spreaker in the next, uh, next week or so as we've been working on articles that will be pushed out to various publications um, to kind of outline what we're seeing in the market so but Alex I wanted to um, talk about a comment that we got that is near and dear to your heart because you are writing an article about this topic. Anyway, the Man in Beta uh, podcast on on Spreaker posted a comment on episode 172. And Alex, did you want to read part of that or I want to get you involved? I've been talking too much.
1: Yeah, I'll read it. No problem. Uh, Let me just scroll to it there. There it is. He says, Man in Beta says, and this was on episode 172, this should go back to how well you know your audience, surely. Thanksgiving was only a holiday in the United States. How much of your audience are you ignoring by only thinking about one market? I think you need to look at your stats and work out where your audience is before answering the question. If 90 percent are outside the states, then you should be doing – you would be doing your audience a disservice and I agree. But uh, but this uh, state's first – white state's first quote – mentality is a little odd in the modern podcasting realm considering where most of the market platforms were founded hint most of them are not from the united states spotify deezer spreaker soundcloud and he's right i mean the, uh, right they're all founded yeah. out even spreaker was I mean, founded this is a, in a global
0: medium and we all need to right. think like that right i agree
1: sure but let's all admit they all kind of cater to Right. Americans. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> right. And ignores the global reach of Google and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. We just told you about what I think about Google Podcasts, but Apple Podcasts, I agree. He says Americans need to get their heads out of their box and realize there's a whole world out there full of current and potential listeners. For example, my football manager podcast, Yes Soccer, has a nice little audience in Vietnam and Australia. By the way, nice way to plug that man in beta. Um, <laughs> but he's got a good point. He's got a good point. Well, he's being Um, nice,
0: too, because he says, you know, Americans need to get their heads out of uh, their box. We know what he meant. I thought of another word that could be
1: substituted. We know what he meant. It was nice. Exactly. (laughs) He was cordial. Uh, We appreciate that. He could, you know, we can take it, though. Right. Um, right, right. But I think he's right, Rob. And that's, yeah, that is something I did talk about recently because um, when I, you know, did do that show on Thanksgiving, it was worthwhile. You know, the numbers were decent. And, you know, I was thinking, is anybody even going to show up? It's Thanksgiving. People are in a food coma, you know, but people popped in the chat. I was you people can go look in the archives. It's you can go check out for yourself. Um, So he's right. And it's not just Thanksgiving. There's Christmas. I will be broadcasting live talk on Christmas because I made that commitment to my listeners. I will be doing a live show on Christmas night that reinforces what I was thinking. Right. People who are Jewish, Rob, people who are whatever, Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, you know, there's people all over that might be listening and, you know, they're ready for my show and I don't show up just because it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or it could be Easter, whatever. So I I he's right. And um I, I think we just established this is an international medium. So he he's absolutely right. And I think all podcasters should keep that in mind. <laughs> because we 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 don't at least I as an American, he's right. Americans think the world revolves around, you know us right well yeah at least in southern california people don't think anything exists outside of southern california so he's right (laughs) nothing exists it's somewhat that way you know in various other parts of the country too seattle's like like that california (laughs) seattle's like that too i i've been up there
0: Right, right you're in your own little world up there oh yeah well you know that's that's not uncommon though around the world too to some degree but i I would say that that in most other countries they're they're definitely more in tune to global issues and global orientation. Yes. Um I, I mean think you're right. I'm I'm heading to to Spain here in March again myself and and whenever I travel, you know that's clear to me that they people outside of the U.S. think about other countries more than than typically U.S. people think about other countries. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. no. It's all me, me, me. It's true, right, right. So, but anyway, I wanted to cover uh, one last kind of big topic, and we did kind of allude to it a little bit in the top trends, but how podcasts have becoming increasingly a diverse audience, um, and no longer, you know, podcasts are dominated by you know males like it started, um, and and I just wanted to quote some some Edison research that's showing that um, that female audiences are up to 48% of um, of um, listeners as a percentage compared to men. It's It's been, men have been declining a little bit as women have been um, growing as a percentage. So it was actually 52% uh, men, 48% women, and that's up about 44% coming out of 2016 and 2017. So you've really seen a growth in women uh, engaging in this medium from a listener perspective, and then i then also from a creator perspective too. So, uh, I think it's a, it's a terrific development and movement in the industry and it's, and it really speaks well for what the future of this medium is going to look like. And, and so I wanted to last week, um, we got a comment from Linda Irwin, um, who's a regular commenter on the show too. And, and she writes here, I use different voices for my characters. She's talking about, you know, her storytelling podcasting that she does. and, and I doubt if uh, I could find anyone else to help me out. And my comedy partner is unavailable for, um, for about a year and a half now. So, you know, she says, so I sometimes have to change the days I do my show every month. So, so we talked about frequency of doing shows too, and she's coming in here. So she, she changes the days that she does her shows too. And that can work if you have a strong subscriber base. um, and but she does let her audience know that um that her her schedule's gonna change. And as far as the the minimum length of her show, she she never goes over forty five minutes. So that's her feedback. I appreciate it, Linda. Thank you so much. Um Alex, do you, do you have any comments on, on, on Linda's feedback?
1: Uh, nope feedback? I agree. No, thanks, Linda. I appreciate the comment. She I know her very well and uh yeah, I agree with pretty much what she said. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Alex, thanks so much for
0: joining me on the show again this thank week. you sir Appreciate it. and uh and i think we'll be back uh what was it uh we probably won't do a show on christmas i don't think
1: <laughs> right or the day after right is the Perfect. day after uh yeah the day after wait yeah it would be the day after christmas
0: right would it be okay
1: yeah you, the 26 the we won't christmas. be though i yeah i don't think right. we will be i don't think i'll be available but yeah
0: okay all right well Thank you so much for And happy listening. holidays, Rob. Well <laughs> we happy holidays to, to to you too, Alex, and, and the to, listeners. To everybody listening to the show. We certainly um appreciate you spending time with us and uh and I guess we'll probably be back in the new year for the next episode of the show. Uh yeah. so so yeah, it's awesome. So Have a great uh, rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to the Spreaker Live show. And and remember to send me an email. Um, Send it to rob at spreaker.com if you have a comment or question on the show. And we'll we'll get it on there. And if you have an audio uh, promo that you can send me for your podcast, we certainly will uh, play that on the show. So thank you so much. And have a terrific rest of your week.